Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I commend you this morning, that alleluia acclamation. Y'all sounded like you've been doing choir practice. You sounded really good this morning. Been warming up your voices. Okay. So, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Ignatius of Loyola, um, I, he's, I don't think he's officially a doctor of the church, but he, he is, in the church's tradition, one of the saints who just towers above the rest in terms of articulating for the faithful an understanding of prayer, in particular his, um, his rules for the discernment of spirits. He's got a fascinating life, and I don't have time to go into it this morning, but very practical application of understanding the interior life and understanding the interior movements of our hearts. He's got these 14 rules for discerning these movements, discerning these spirits. And uh, rule 12 is really pertinent for the gospel that we have for today. And the example that he uses in rule 12, uh, I just shifted the analogy ever so slightly to make it a little bit more palatable for our modern ears. But here, the analogy still works. So here, here's what rule 12 sounds like. The enemy acts like a schoolyard bully, that's what I added, schoolyard bully, in being weak when faced with strength and strong when faced with weakness. For as it is proper to a bully when he is fighting with someone else to lose heart and flee when the student confronts him firmly, and on the contrary, if the student being bullied begins to flee, losing heart, the anger, vengeance, and ferocity of the bully grows greatly and knows no bounds. In the same way, it is proper to the enemy to weaken and lose heart, fleeing and ceasing his temptations when the person who is exercising himself in spiritual things confronts the temptations of the enemy firmly, doing what is diametrically opposed to them. And on the contrary, if the person who is exercising himself begins to be afraid and lose heart in suffering the temptations. There is no beast so fierce on the face of the earth as the enemy of human nature and following out his damnable intention with such growing malice. Okay, in this rule, Ignatius is counseling us with how to immediately respond, how to, me- how to immediately deal with the voice of temptation, how to immediately deal with the enemy when we sense the activity of yeah, the, the enemy in our own hearts. And the point I want to make is this. Like, that sort of fierce and firm, um, powerful resistance that Ignatius calls for is what we see embodied by Jesus in the gospel. Like, he's in the synagogue, he's preaching, he's teaching, and this possessed man confronts Jesus, right? Very much like this schoolyard bully posturing, like, I know who you are, the Holy One of God, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus, what was his response? It was immediate. It was firm. It was be quiet. Come out of him, right? Here's the point. Satan has power when we let him speak. Satan has power when we let him speak, when we give an ear to the things that he's suggesting. Friends, he is the liar, Jesus says. He is the accuser. He is the murderer from the beginning. I love the image of, I mean, I don't love the image, but I think the image is a powerful image that he's a serpent in the beginning with a forked tongue, right? There's no truth. 
that comes out of him. It's always splitting and diabolical. That's what the word diabolical means. It means to cast apart, right? That's who he is. There is no life-giving truth in his words. St. John Paul II said, have nothing to do with him, right? He can even say true things, but twist them in such a way as to bring death. And for people who are engaged in the spiritual life, who are engaged in discipleship, he can even say things like, you know, you should, you should pray more. Like we can hear interiorly this voice that says, you should pray more. You should be fasting more. You should be holier. You should be reading more scripture. You should be this. You should be this. You should be this. Where does that leave us, though? If we entertain that voice, all of that might be true, but where does that leave us? Accused, condemned, falling short. The Father never speaks in accusation. The Father speaks in invitation. Huge difference. He doesn't speak in accusation. He speaks in invitation. So the father might say instead, come be with me, which is very different than you should pray more. The father might say, I have a word for you in scripture. Come be with me. It's just different. So we don't want to, we just don't even want to dialogue with evil. Like it can be tempting, right? Because he can say things that seem right, that seem true. But you check the tone, check the after effect. The Father's voice never speaks with a tone of accusation. It never speaks, it never leaves us feeling condemned, accused, small, belittled, any of those things. Like that's why the very first thing that Jesus says to the, to the demon is be quiet. Liter the literal translation is be gagged. Be rendered unable to speak. Like you have no room here, don't speak. The danger, friends, the danger is in the dialogue. Do not, do not entertain anything. So as you're going about your day, as you become aware of these interior voices, these interior, interior movements of accusation, condemnation, then you stop and firmly, in the name of Jesus, I silence and re rebuke the spirit of self-condemnation, the spirit of impatience, I silence and rebuke the spirit of lust. I silence and rebuke the spirit of anger. I silence and rebuke the spirit of wrath. I silence and rebuke the spirit of vengeance, the spirit of comparison, the spirit of hopelessness, the spirit of despair. I silence and rebuke this spirit and be sent, go to the foot of the cross for Jesus to deal with you as he will. Because of your baptism, you have the authority to speak in the name of Jesus. I silence and rebuke spirit of whatever and go to the foot of the cross. Be sent to the foot of the cross. Do not even entertain the thought of like, well, maybe, I mean, I am a little bit angry. Should I be? I, uh, don't even open that door. Silence and rebuke. Send to the foot of the cross. Rule 12. It's what Jesus did in this gospel, and that's what we should do today. Amen.